Is this is this really is this episode Here two? we are oh, back no. again for episode two of Pastors of Pain. I didn't think I would County, make it out of episode one. That is. I'm Father Brian O'Brien here with my co-host. Father Kerry J. Wa Cool Itch. We are the pastors of the two Catholic churches here in Stillwater, Oklahoma, Payne County, USA. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're excited to be here once again for another week of our radio show slash podcast, Pastors of Pain. What do you think about that, Father Kerry? So excited. So your energy is so inspiring. Excited. So well, on our on our first show uh, last week, we talked about uh, why we're Catholic. We talked a little bit about why we're going to do this podcast. So if you haven't heard that, you can go back and listen to it. Episode uh, one. Episode. It's called episode one. This is episode two. So you shouldn't have trouble finding it. <laughs> uh, but we're just excited to be here. We we love being Catholic. We love being Catholic priests. We wanna we wanna share the good news of Jesus Christ with everyone that we meet. We do it imperfectly, don't we, Father? Uh, that, yeah, uh, What's yes. the worst thing you've ever done? I'm just kidding. Don't answer <laughs> that. All right, we are. Uh, we thought. We thought on this uh, this week we would kind of dive into uh, a question we get asked a lot, as we talked about last week. We you know we get we get asked questions a lot about a lot of things. You know, you you, you kind of mentioned the story of you were in a dinosaur museum and a lady asked you how the di- how, how dinosaurs and, and and the Bible reconcile. Yeah, we can get to what that. What was the question the person had at the uh, grocery store? Oh, it was uh, there. There was a person. This was a couple weeks ago. I was at the food pyramid here in Stillwater. Shout out food pyramid. I uh, oh love the, love the food pyramid. It's great. Uh, and they had a question. They were wonder they were wondering about incense. It was totally random. I mean, totally random. Like they liked the smell of it, or they were allergic. They to They had it? gone to a funeral. They had gone to a Catholic oh, funeral. Right. Okay. And they used in you know they, at, at the end of the funeral they yeah, used when incense. incense the coffin and the and they want they just wanted to know like why what. What was the deal? Like burning incense, oh Lord, let our prayers rise up to you. Yeah. And so I did. I gave her a little, I mean, it, she didn't act like she had. Yeah. Allergic reaction to it? No, like 30 minutes to talk about the theology of incense. Oh, okay. And so it was a little, I just gave a little two minute answer and, and she, oh, okay, great. Thank you. And, and, and I'll, you know, off she went and off I went back to the orange juice section and, <laughs> and it was great. Uh, is, that, is that your favorite drink? I do love some orange juice in the morning. It's so good. Yeah, every time we go, we'd like uh, on our priest group, the five of us, you're like, make sure you get orange juice. And yeah. it's like, pulp, I have to re- remind myself. If there's orange juice and Diet Dr. Pepper in my life, we're gonna, the day's going to be okay. I thought you got rid of Diet Dr. Pepper. I tried. It didn't? Maybe we could do a show on addictions. <laughs> another, another day. But, you know, we get, as priests, we get asked a lot of questions. Uh, what, would you, what would you say is like the most common question you could ask by college students you're by college you're the pastor of st john catholic student center on the campus of oklahoma state what 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 are college kids asking wow these days can you do my homework ah nice (laughs) and do you is procrastination a problem oh so they're asking kind of theologically theological also just life questions like how do i figure out what gives me joy how do i figure out what i should do in life yeah and then they ask theology questions like why do Catholics worship Mary? And I start by saying, well, we don't. Thank you for asking. Uh-huh. And, and um, just other theological questions like, what's a church? Like, what, is a ch- what are the requirements of a church? So some of them have uh, taken theology classes in college, or they're in, they were in Bible studies in high school, or they're involved in different. And so they're, just, they're asking more and more questions because they, they see like, a Catholic church or they see a mosque or they have to go 
to a Hindu service uh, for a class responsibility, you know, uh, responsible for that in a class to go do something like that. And so they have lots of theological questions yeah. and philosophy. And, and where, like, where are people asking these questions? I mean, you, we, you mentioned last week at the Dinosaur Museum. I'm at the Food Pyramid. Uh, at, at OSU, uh, where you're pre, getting pre asked questions. Friday, Joe's. Yeah? Yeah. You go there and, uh, and occasionally you're just there. Like having, a, having a beer and a burger and someone will lean over and say, I, hey, I have a question. You're a priest, right? That's my favorite. Don't you love that when people say like, "Excuse me, are you a, are you a priest?" I'm like, "No, it's Halloween, and I'm wearing this for my own good." Like, what do you think? You know, I went into a QT across when I worked at TU. I went into the QT across a uh, quick trip across since we don't have quick trips in Payne County. Uh, quick trip across from TU. We could do a whole episode on that. Oh boy! Oh, oh boy. boy! So I walk in and I didn't realize it was Halloween. And this guy looks at me and goes, "That is the best costume I have ever seen." I like. I'm sorry, what? Thank you. He's like, that is, where do I get one of those? Remember that time we went in that sushi place? I do. And that guy yes. said, what was that line he said? Yeah, I don't remember. I remember the incident. We walked into the back of that sushi joint on Cher- on uh, Brookside. Yeah. And he said, "How do? I, uh, that's an awesome costume. How do I get one of those? And you said, give your life to Jesus Christ and be celibate. Did I say that? Yes. Wow, good answer, me. And I wow. laughed my butt off and then he bought me a gin and tonic. Oh, and and he nice paid for our him. sushi. Oh, he did. Yeah, thank but, you, guy who did that. Shout out to that guy. I don't know who he was. Man, I hope he's listening. Mm-hmm. Dang, it was good. good. One. Yeah, so people have questions, um, and I and I think one of the one of the great things about being a priest is is kind of that availability. Maybe we'll do an episode on celibacy one time, but kind of that availab- availability of of being a priest. You know, whether at our parishes or we're just out at a. You know, you're out at a restaurant, you're out at a, at a football game, you're chill. trapped on an airplane trapped across on an airplane the pond. Is rough. When you're traveling across the pond and the guy sitting next to you says, I'm an atheist. And you're and, and it's hour one of, <laughs> of a nine hour flight and you're yeah. like, oh boy. And I haven't yet put my earbuds in to watch the movies, the unlimited supply of great movies on, on the airlines these days. That really happened to you, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm did you a- talk to him? How long did you talk to him? We talked about an hour and a half. Wow. And then he uh, fell asleep. And then you baptized him right there on the plane? Uh, when he was asleep, I did. No. I, I, took, I took a bowl of water and like Nacho Libre, he stuck his face <laughs> in and he woke up and I said, bienvenidos. And he, <laughs> you went into the tiny bathroom and you made that Well, so we thought, you know, people do, they have questions about Catholicism. And I think especially here in, in Stillwater where, where you and I live and, and minister as priests, um, you know, Oklahoma generally, it was actually one of the things that really attracted me to Oklahoma and made me want to stay in Oklahoma. Oklahoma is not a very Catholic place. Yeah, when you look okay. at sort of the, the sort of bastions of Catholicism, you know, what, you percent- of, what do you think percentage it is? Uh, I mean, I've heard different between like four and six. All over the state? Of Oklahoma. So you go to, when you go to the cities, if you go to, you go to Tulsa and you go to Oklahoma City, um, there's like a, about, it's about 10%. Yeah. But then when you get out into the rural areas, um, so here, you know, around Stillwater, we've got kind of all these little, lots of little towns. Of, Have you ever been to Bison? I've never been to Bison. Bison. I'm new. I'm new to the I, area. I know you're new. I got to get We got to go on a road trip. You and I, like, we visited, we like, did drive around Agra and we took, uh, Ripley. Ripley, Agra. Shout oh. out. Shout out to Ripley and, and Agra. And we're going to have to go to Bison because you just basically head, uh, head west. We went to Tryon. You head west to uh, Hennessy. 
and then you turn north about, about nine miles north. There's okay. a little town of Bison, and I was so Let's I was go. I went to the grain elevator slash gas station in Bison, which I don't know the name of, and I'm walking in and I I'm in priest cognito, which are um, really loud purple shorts and a Polish soccer jersey. Free dress father. They used to call that <laughs> at, in my time at Bishop Kelly. If I would show up to something, and free dress free father. dress father. And this guy, I'm walking towards the bathroom, and he starts speaking Polish to me. And I turn around and I'm caught off guard that this town of Bison, Oklahoma, come to find out like Western Oklahoma is full of Poles and Germans. That's why they have all those beautiful yeah, churches. What's that church that uh, Father John O'Neill's from? It's He's like, from O'Keen. O'Keen. Shout it's, out to O'Keen. There's a beautiful, like awesome church. Uh, Perry. Perry's got a really beautiful Perry's one. Got a nice I church. don't know anybody from Perry except Jessica, who works at the radio station. She, uh, she, she's, she's from Perry. From we know she, people from Perry. Yeah, a few ditch witch folk. Great place. Uh huh. Good spot. Okay. All right. So one question that people ask a lot here in the in kind of the non-Catholic place of Oklahoma, Stillwater, Payne County, mm-hmm. uh, is where did Catholicism come from? And I thought that might be worth exploring you and i yeah have you ever used uh hey google uh yeah, yeah, yeah like is that like siri yeah you like you just say like hey google and it's got like this little device and it goes yes how can i help you you ever knew you use hey google I've, i don't believe i have or okay google you just say okay google or hey google oh, it's I, a little I device use siri yeah but okay, wait, you can, what happens? You can ask him questions. You can be you can like, ask that question. You can like, hey Google, uh, what's the weather like outside? And like, boy, it's a stormy day. But it doesn't do accents or fake voices like that. Like the vampire from Sesame Street. <laughs> That's what you just sounded like, right? right, right Van, the, yeah, the count. What's it? Yeah, the yeah, count. Anyway, yeah. Okay. So and what so, happens when you so, Google? So you I was at a buddy of mine's house. Catholicism come from? Yeah. So I was at a buddy of mine's house, and he's like, hey Google, turn on the radio. And it's well, one of those things, one of those. Yeah, right, right, right. Google, yeah. And so I one said, does that thing do all of that stuff? And he goes, yeah, like it does. He's like, and then he starts asking a question. And I said, hey, Google. And he goes, he goes, hold on a second. Watch this. I said, watch what? And he goes, hey, Google, where did the Catholic Church come from? And he goes, Bleep. the Catholic Church came from Jesus Christ in 33 AD. I was like, what? Wow. I was like, smart. wait, so Google is pretty darn smart, right? It's like the search engine of search engines. It's not like Alta Vista. Oh, uh, <laughs> what? Where did that come Al- from? Alta Vista is a search engine. That's, I know, I remember. It's gone. I remember. I'm trying to avoid yeah. singing because. Don't sing. Of Every my time $15 and pho, I owe you fun. now. Oh, boy. So that, that's what uh, is even. So there's the short answer. I mean, so when, when, people, when people say, okay, where did. Where did Catholicism come from? It came from Google. It came from Google, as everything does. So Google says it came from... So is that true? I mean, is that... The Catholic Church came from Jesus Christ in 33 AD? Is that true? Well, it seems to be that way. I mean, that's, on, that's, what, that's what our... our, our the I'll history, play devil's advocate with you. Well, based on... That's where the, the history, what? history of Christianity goes back to. I mean, you, if you walk backwards in time... You know, the, like the basics of uh, like um, a philosophy of, of the first move mover, like, like astro, uh, thermodynamics, like for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yep. So there has to be something that puts something into motion. Like I kick you in the shin and you go, ow, okay, I did that, and then right? I, yeah. <laughs> and then you punch me in the head. No, I would never. Nonviolent. This is a place <laughs> of safety. Nonviolence. Okay. Peace, brother. Keep going. Okay. 
So for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So if we look, yeah, if things we walk, have to start somewhere. Exactly. We yeah. walk back in history. We figure out that Jesus started uh, this, uh, started a, a church, a movement that begins um, with the twelve apostles calling them, and it begins in little stages over time, and then it launches. And he launches a, 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 to go out and share the gospel with the whole world, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, then the 12 apostles do that. They don't just all sit around and be like, oh, whoa, do, do, oh that do, do. was really cool when we had Jesus here with us. And we then we're just now sitting. It, yeah, now let's just hang out and talk about it. Yeah, so they, yeah, they, they went, did that. They went to what they knew as the world yeah at that time so they went out to far parts of the world and they as they began to and and, you know we we use the words church plant like they plant churches and they start building and they and they and they start sharing the gospel and we hear that in the acts of the apostles is there's uh deacons bishops presbyters priests deacons and we see right there in the acts of the apostles this origin of the church and watching it grow and just sprout, kind of like the the corn and the beans in the field. It's just growing naturally, naturally, and naturally. And, and as it spreads around the world, throughout Europe, the Middle East, Africa, even into uh, into parts of uh, Asia, where my you know the or the Slavic worlds, mm-hmm. it then uh, what is that? Is that uh, Ignatius of Antioch? And like I think he's I think yeah, Ignatius first century. What, uh, how, like Ignatius was wasn't he evangelized by John the Apostle? Or was it Peter? I, I th- okay, if I got this correct, like he dies in about 107. So he's alive and he's the, considered the second bishop of Antioch. A- and the, the history says that it was Peter that put him there. And Ignatius is the first one that calls Christianity, he says, Catholic. Which, if I remember from my Greek professor, Dr. Marika Frank from South Africa, who was also our choir director at St. Cyril Methodius Byzantine Catholic Church on the campus. Shout uh, out. Shout out to the Byzantines. Yeah, that's me. That's me, people. Mi gente, as they say. This is a bilingual. I don't know if bilingual is the right word. We'll have to do a show on Byzantine. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. So this church then, it has a name, and they say, Wherever in the world is Christianity and it has the same teachings of Jesus Christ, it is called Catholic, meaning universal. Yeah. We universally everywhere believe the same thing. I think one thing I didn't appreciate when I was as a kid, you know, you go going to Mass every Sunday and we say the creed. Um, so in the in the Catholic Mass, we either we typically will say the Nicene Creed or we can say the Apostles' Creed. And at the end of the creed, we use the phrase, I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic what, what do they church. Call, yeah. What do they call that? The four? The four marks of four, the church. The four, we are one, one we are holy, we are Catholic, and we are apostolic. And I remember like then later as, a, as an adult and kind of getting a chance to travel a little bit, and especially in, when I was in seminary, I got a chance to go to, to Rome for the first time and to, to visit St. Peter's Basilica, which is not just a beautiful big church, which it is. It's a it's a tomb. Um, yeah. St. Peter's Basilica was built on the bones of the Apostle Peter. Isn't that really cool to go under? Have you been underneath? I've been in the Scavi what, Tor, beautiful. The, yes. what's, wait, Scavi is Scavi. like the arc. Wait, is it? Scavi is like under, kind of underground, yeah. So I, to, to be able to go there and to say, oh, wow. When I say, it made the creed for me come alive. When we say apostolic, 
we're talking apostolic. We're talking that that the church of which we are a part and which, of which we're priests is it was founded by Jesus upon the apostle Peter, Matthew oh, chapter yeah. sixteen verse eighteen, and the and the other apostles, and that that church continues to live on today. And so when we talk about the origins of Catholicism, I mean, it's amazing. There's, 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 there's great history there. Way, way back. Do you, hey, do you have a favorite council? You know, because there's those, like, what do they call them, the seven ecumenical councils? Do I have do you have a, a favorite, favorite, a favorite council? Ecu- okay, was it? Not, okay, so Nicaea is, I mean, the, obviously the... That was a good one. That was good. Good council. Good council. Good council. Do you have a favorite ecumenical council? I mean, that's the history of the church, like, because... I just have never thought of it in that what? sense. Like, Do you have a favorite heresy that you're like, okay, when they busted this heresy in the when early I church? Because I have a favorite one. No, when I was in seminary, we were taking a class on uh, homiletics, which yeah. is like preaching, how to give a, how to give a homily. Uh-huh. And I, 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 I gave a homily. So practice homily. We weren't even deacons yet. And <laughs> it was very like, uh, as we would say now, it was very preachy. It was very like, yeah. here's what you need to do, people. Burn you need to do this. or turn. You need to do this and this and this. And my my professor, Father Garrick DeBona, shout out to Father Garrick at St. Minard Seminary in Indiana, and uh, <laughs> he said, you know, you're 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 very, um, you know, you're kind of the way you sound is you're you're making people like earn their salvation. And I was like, well, that's not what I mean. And he said, so I'm not really calling you a Pelagian, <laughs> but I but you're a semi-Pelagian. What's a what's a Pelagian? So Pelagius put forward the the teaching. That salvation is to be earned. Isn't that what people say Catholics are sometimes? We, they do. I mean, they're like works righteousness. That we, that we believe in faith and faith and works, as opposed to so, solo fide, just faith alone, or solo works. So, is that, but we're definitely not. I mean, we're so if we were, you have to work out yourself. Like if if it was true, like works will bring you to salvation, then Catholics would be Pelagians, and we're not. That's right, because Pelagian was a heresy that was crushed in what year? Mm, I'll have to look that one Two, up. three hundreds. Hey, Google. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so I think my favorite early um, early church heresy, like, that was that I like saying the word Albigensianism. Ooh. But anyway, you're, what's your favorite? Modalism. Oh, modalism. Modalism's great. Well, it's not we great. Just, we it's just had, yeah, we just had the, the solemnity of the most holy trinity. Holy modalism. Holy trinity. That's, that's not singing. That's, that was, that was singing. religious singing. That if was, you listen to our first episode, you you know that uh, <sighs> Father Carey is not allowed to sing on air. Everybody else likes my voice, except you. We have two listeners, our mothers, and, and my your mama. mom. You know, your mom called me and told me to tell you not to sing. I didn't want. I wasn't going to say that on the air to embarrass you, but I'm just saying that. Ouch. She, she called you. She did. She called me. Wow. So I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to. Tears. Okay. So anyway, my my my. So modalism. Modalism. Because I think it's probably. I like the description of it. Have you? uh, Do you remember the He-Man many faces as a kid? Did you have a favorite toy? He-Man was the greatest. (laughs) He-Man. I had many faces. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you remember He-Man many faces? It it was one body. Google it out there, kids. If you're if you're looking it up. One body and how many faces? I think three. Three faces. Yeah. So the 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 heresy of modalism, which was crushed in the early church because it's wrong, was this. It's it's one body, so God is like one corpus and he has three faces or three times. So there's an age of the Father, click, age of the Son, click, and age of the Holy Spirit. 
and then they're never to be they never come back like the father never is in the same time as the son and the son ain't in the same time as the holy spirit or the father so modalism was basically he he man I mean, many faces yeah you get where people are coming from and trying to, right. trying to put that forward but yeah no it's not so that, that was an interesting heresy that i thought and this is the beauty of a catholicism that it it's out to protect the divinity of Jesus Christ. It's out to protect our salvation because the, the problem with modalism is when Jesus is on the cross and he says, into your hands, Father, I commend my spirit. Well, if modalism is true, there's no father. Or he goes, forgive them, Father, for they do not well yeah. what they do. Well, there's no father. And then how does he say that there's a Holy Spirit coming if he is not there and then there's no resurrection and there's no there's no second coming so modalism flush so all you listeners out there send us your favorite heresies (laughs) what are your what are your maybe just you like the name of it uh monophysism uh monophysite heresy partial sabellianism have you ever seen the the that um uh, it's that irish uh, trinity trinitarian heresy videos Oh, years ago. It was like, so there's I an icon, it, yeah, of Saint, before, yeah. icon of St. Patrick. Do you remember that? I do. And there's like the two little Irish guys and like, so Patrick, we're just we little people from this, this island. Tell us about the Trinity. He's like, <laughs> well, the Trinity is <laughs> like this three leaf colors, like modalism. He's like, what's modalism? He's like, I had sent you a heresy where it depicts it. No. So Google that. Google that video. You'll, it's I pretty think sweet. We think, we think you'll like it. All I, right, so where... So Catholicism obviously has has tremendous scriptural roots, um, but also I think what what a lot of people miss when we when when they're a lot of our our Protestant brothers and sisters who are um, solo scriptura who 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 rely solely on oh, right. on the Bible, um, we would say that obviously that's a that's a great place to be a great place to start the Word um, of God and, and very much needed and necessary and even and I think our, uh, we can be self-critical of, of ourselves and that is that Catholics generally we don't know this we don't know scripture well enough that's right. something that we really need to, to know better and I think we're getting there we're, we're there's been a lot there's a lot more Catholic, right. Catholic Bible studies going on I know lots of them yeah going we have on seven at, focused missionaries at Oklahoma Bible studies State, at Oklahoma yeah. State. and so but it, but it's not but there's more to more to Christ and his church than Scripture, yeah, because where did where what happened after Scripture was yeah, like like when you see Pentecost, there's that line in uh, in the Acts. I I don't know number and verse like you do. I just know the stories, and the there's that line in the Acts of the Apostles that says where like five thousand members joined the church that day. Yeah, and you're like, well, so which came first, the chicken or the egg, the Scriptures or the church? And it's well, the church came first, and then the scriptures came out of it. I, I, well, is that another talk? Yeah, and that's another. I think another oh, topic for another day. Because I, you know, you really. I, I remember reading a book, uh, and it was called. I may, I may get it wrong, but it was like, where did where did the Bible come from? It fell out. Something of the sky. like that. It did not fall out of the sky. <laughs> Boom. But that it came from. It came from the church, and so you look. You know, so meaning obviously we had the the Old Testament, the Hebrew right. scriptures. Jesus knew those well, quoted from them, even on the cross. You know, Father, right. uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I Psalm twenty-two. Um, but then the, the church was was rocking. The church was moving, uh, starting with Jesus founding it on the Apostle Peter, and then the the scriptures as we know them, the Bible as we yeah. know it, didn't come into into its you know current form 
until you know, really the fourth century. Yeah. Have you ever read like those uh, Clement's letters to the churches? So you have those early popes who pick up basically right after Paul and are writing to Thessalonica that are writing to the Ephesians. That's uh, I love. St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, I love it. And also those letters that uh, the early church writes to all those little places as well. So it keeps going like the uh, like the you ever like just picked up the early church fathers. Oh, it's amazing. And just open it and go wham. Yeah, and I'd really I'd recommend it for anyone out there listening. If you've if you've never uh, encountered, if you never read the Bible, you should read that number one. Yeah. Um, but but the writings of the early church fathers are really are are just are tremendous. So, just so name unpack- some of those. So that's Ignatius of Antioch, Christendom, um, Justin Martyr. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Hippolytus. 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 Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. And there's other uh, Tertullian. Kind of Tertullian. Origin. Uh, Arenas of Leon. Mm-hmm. Ignatius of Antioch. They're wonderful. So if you Google some of those and and just find some of those writings of the early Anthony fathers, of the Desert, it's going to blow you away. It's going to blow you away. I picked up a book on the desert mothers and fathers the other day hmm. from the 200s. And you're like, whoa. Like people, Christians were living out in the desert starting monastic life in the 200s. Amazing. Like, began yeah. with one dude, Anthony. Just like Anthony and Francis, like yep. all these big movements just started inside the church. Not like like little like little groups all over the place doing their own little thing, but that Catholic, that universal, like they all taught the same thing. They all believe that. And it contributes because that's what I love about uh, being here. At, I love being in colleges. The, the student I had a couple of years ago who became Catholic, he, he said, what I love about Catholicism as it, it's a living, breathing organism. And it's an organism that all operates together as one unifying principle. So we would say there's kind of three pillars or three, three legs to the stool. Yeah. To the scripture. S- yeah. The tradition of the church, the right. history, and then the, the, magisterium. the magisterium of the church. So that's the, the, the teaching office of the pope and the bishops. Um, united. Yeah, it keeps this church alive and, and running. So, and so, you know, you look at, I mean, if, if we were to say, like, well, the, you know, the Bible has an answer to everything, um, we would say that's not entirely the case. Uh, yeah, because the word Trinity is not in the Bible. Right, right. The word monophysite heresy, not in the Bible. And so you look at, I, the example I always use, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a trivial example, but to say, uh, you know, where, where's nuclear we- nuclear weapons? Where's that? You know, addressed. Yeah, you could say, oh, dinosaurs addressed. It's addressed in in that thou shalt not kill and and different scripture passages that have mm-hmm. to do with war and peace and things. But but Catholicism is able to address the modern issues of mm-hmm. the day uh, to be able to help people when technology far advances beyond what what scripture has specifically. Yeah, but addressed. we use the scriptures and the church as a lens to look through this. Right. Scripture, tradition, and magisterium yeah. are the three lenses that we look through and examine these things because these scripture, tradition, and magisterium, the church, in, in a way, um, like, uh, so I'm a bioethicist and a satellite engineer before I was a, a priest, should in a way haunt the things that we do. We should always look, look at them and say, should I be doing this? What does God think yeah, about this? we can. We can do that. Yeah, we can build we? nuclear weapons. Should we? And if we should build them, should we use them? 
And if we should use them, how should we use them and when? And Yeah. I was having a discussion the other day as I uh, was driving uh, with a former student of mine. And the question was, we've discovered how to get rid of mosquitoes and malaria. Should we? Mm. We can get rid of malaria. There's a thesis waiting to be written. It, this, his, brother, his brother got his PhD at Vanderbilt and figured out how to get rid of malaria and mosquitoes. And the question is, should we? Hmm. And so we, him and I discuss this in the light of scripture, tradition, and magisterium of the universal church of pulling theologians out of Europe and bioethicists out of Colorado and all sorts of cool stuff. Amazing. Amazing. Don't sing. Oh. So we're coming to the end of our, uh, of our second show here. Uh, just, we, you know, diving into the topic of, of where did Catholicism come from? And there's so much more that could be said, but hey, I'll Google. just say this. If you are, I have rarely run across anyone uh, who is not a Catholic and who reads the early church fathers and doesn't then become a Catholic. So beware, just telling you. Clement of If you jump in there and start uh, reading the church fathers, uh, you might just become a Catholic, which would not be the end of the world. In fact, it would be awesome because Catholicism is great and true and ever ancient, ever ancient, ever new. That's it. Since St. Augustine. So we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, I'm Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier here in Stillwater, Oklahoma, here with my co-host. Father Kerry Wakulich, pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center, Stillwater, America. We are pastors of pain, county that is, and uh, we're so glad that you joined us, and we hope you'll join us next time around. God bless you. God bless y'all. <laughs>